Explore the history, relationships, expertise, and data that go into ensuring Stein growers get maximum yield potential. This is the Stein Seedcast. Here's your host, David Thompson. Hello, I'm David Thompson, National Marketing and Sales Director for Stein Seed Company, and this is the Stein Seedcast, a bi-weekly show where Stein growers, agronomists, and other special guests exchange product knowledge, agronomic expertise, and discuss everything that goes into maximizing yield. Throughout the month of March, we're celebrating women in ag and the accomplishments they've made in the ag industry. Joining me as co-host throughout this month is Stein's sales support team lead, Renee Schmidt. Renee's been a Stein employee for about five years now and actually been a woman in ag even longer than that. She and her husband, Marty, live on an acreage just outside of Adel, Iowa, where they raise livestock and they have four children. Renee, thanks for joining us as a co-host for March. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. On today's episode, we're joined by Susie Kinzenbaugh Veach. Susie is the president of Kinsey Manufacturing, which is a family-owned global agricultural equipment company that's headquartered in Williamsburg, Iowa. Susie is the daughter of Marsha and John Kinzenbaugh. John started the company in 1965, and Susie joined the family business as a second generation in 2005. Prior to joining Kinsey, Susie worked for Caterpillar as a systems analyst. She graduated from Iowa State University with a double major in business and spent many hours in the summer working in the business. We're excited to have Susie on today's show to talk about her path in the ag industry and what makes her proud to be a woman in ag. Welcome to the show, Susie. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us about you. Um, give us give us your background. Okay. Well, I grew up in rural Iowa, uh, near Williamsburg, Iowa, which is where our family business is. And I grew up on a row crop farm. We didn't have any livestock, just crops. And, and then, of course, we had the family business. And where did you go to college? Uh, graduated from Iowa State University, business major. Very good. All right. And how do you apply your degree today? Um. You know, it, it's interesting. College is obviously a, a great experience and I think a must-have for anyone who's able to do it. Um, you know, I think college teaches us a lot about uh, teamwork and learning foundations, but when it comes to getting into the workplace, um, as for me anyway, when I joined the, the workforce out of college, um, you know, there, there's a lot to learn on the job that college doesn't ever prepare us for in, in a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, what I liked about Iowa State is um, it's an agricultural campus, you know, as, as well as they do a lot of other great things there, uh, very good in business. I went down the business path just because I felt it better suited me for one day likely joining our family business. But I like the fact that, you know, we rub shoulders with the ag and uh, you know, more rural farming fellow students, um, just a just a different atmosphere, I think, than even you feel at, say, the University of Iowa, which, you know, I, I live in Iowa City, so I live in uh, the other Iowa college community, but um, I, I always just enjoyed the atmosphere at Iowa State. It's a beautiful campus. It's got the egg background um, and just a lot of great uh, kids and professors that I met along the way throughout the process there. Very good. So did you have a professor or a teacher or mentor, uh, someone that mentored you along the way? 
Um, I've had a number of different mentors along the way. Um, you know, growing up, um, I was always very close to my mom, and my mom is someone that I've always really respected and um, been able to talk to really about anything. And so, you know, growing up, I had a great relationship with my mom and and my dad. But you know, from a from a female standpoint, to my mom um, as a mentor on you know what a what a female is, what a mom is, um, what a wife is. You know, my mom was a great great role model for our family and uh and and she was always very actively involved in you know whatever we were doing as a family too um whether it be the business or or uh home life um so then you know as i got older um you know i've had different mentors along the way that have been um mentors of me for you know more the business side of things um and i've had a couple of really great female mentors um that have just been great at teaching me, you know, some of the the finer, what I call the finer tuning details of just, again, things college doesn't prepare you for um, with dealing with people of different types of personalities when, um, like, for example, I'm, I'm a pretty direct personality and, you know, I'm, I'm not shy about speaking my mind when needed. And, you know, for, for someone that's more of an introvert or a processor, you know, that can be a more difficult communication. And I've always liked and enjoyed people and interacting with people, you know, all kinds of different people, even ones that are very different from me. And so my one mentor really helped me with, you know, how to understand the different types of personality styles and and how to adapt and adjust my style, you know, to someone who's very opposite of me. And especially in my role, you know, when you're the owner of a company and very involved in the business, it can be intimidating for, you know, me to give my opinion or an idea or something to someone that's maybe a little more introverted um, and that's not on the management team, you know. So that helped me a lot early on when I came back and joined the business. And then, um, you know, I've just, I've had different, different female mentors and role models along the way, people that I highly respect that have helped me through, you know, different situations when I've got business challenges where I need to just bounce someone, something off of someone that's not, you know, within the business and, and on how, how you kind of think through and approach some of the different things um, that may be more people related or whatever the challenge might be. So um, I've been very fortunate because not everyone has that, along the way to to have those people in their lives that are very vested uh in me as a person and people that you know i can i can talk to and share my thoughts and ideas and opinions with and get advice from you know suzanne the the kinsenbaugh name is highly regarded in the ag industry and has been for a number of years i guess i'm curious you know as you were growing up was agriculture something that you just always wanted to be a part of or was there uh, an inflection point where you you know thought yeah this is this is really where I want to spend my time and and resources. Yeah, you know I think growing up we were just so immersed in agriculture through the business through uh, our family farm operation that it it just it was our it was a part of our life and and what we did and so I guess I never really you know imagined doing something completely different. You know, at the same time, I didn't, I always thought I would come back and work for the business, but my dad had always said, uh, you know, if you want to come back, then you go be successful elsewhere first, and that'll give people more of a respect for you when you come back to the business. And I think that was really great advice because 
um, you know, going and working for someone else and kind of establishing who I am and, and my abilities um, in a role that's that's not a family business. You know, I went to work for a very large business out of college, Caterpillar, and that was a really great experience for me in a lot of ways. You know, one, I worked for a very large global business that has, you know, multiple sites and, you know, at the time they had 75,000 plus employees and were growing and, um, you know, then when I did come back to our business, it, it really helped uh, reinforce in me the appreciation that I had in our business and our people. You know, I always knew we had something very unique here at Kinsey just in our, our people and how we do things and the products that we have. But to, to really grasp and understand and appreciate that, I don't think I fully 100% did until I went and worked for, you know, another large manufacturer. And just, you know, you learn kind of the, the side of really large business and the side of small business. And there's obviously pros and cons uh, both ways. But just that added appreciation of just the really great people and company that we are and that we have here at Kinsey. Susie, I hear the manufacturing and the equipment side coming out in you. And obviously we are Stein Seed. And I think sometimes those are two areas of the ag industry that could seem kind of intimidating for women. Um, do you feel you bring a really unique perspective to the ag industry, being a woman working in the equipment manufacturing side? How do you see that? Yeah, I mean, I would say yes, uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, growing up, my dad just always included me in whatever he was doing. And I love being outside with him and didn't really matter what he was doing, whether it was in a bulldozer, he was moving dirt or out in business meetings in the summer. I spent a lot of summers where I come to work with him and sit in meetings, you know, with him or spend part of the day with him as I grew up. So um, I think I was so immersed in it that I really didn't, I really didn't think about it as male or female in terms of occupation. I mean, obviously farming back when I was growing up was more male uh, involved probably as far as career wise, but there were a lot of women I met along the way that were very involved in their family farm operation too. So I think, you know, for, for me, I think there's probably less, maybe less pressure on a, daughter following her footsteps than maybe a son, you know, for someone like my dad that is very gifted with ideas and creativity and uh, very gifted with his hands and ability to, you know, build something from nothing and see in things possibility and potential that, that others can't just because he's, he's gifted at, you know, looking at things and coming up with new ideas and better ideas and better ways to make things work. So I think there was probably less pressure on me as a as a daughter of you know people's outside expectations on what they thought I should be or be doing, so I I didn't really feel that pressure or that sense of wow I've I've got to follow my dad's footsteps and be exactly like him and and do exactly what he's doing in the business. So I've never really felt that way. I mean I I'm mechanically minded and I understand how things work and I know how to operate equipment and use our products. Um, and you know I've been. I was I started driving tractors when I was you know barely walking with uh my dad's an avid antique tractor collector and and one of the first tractors he had was a little B Farmall that has the wide rear axle and so he put a seat on the the wide 
side of the axle on the beside the uh, driver's seat and so he'd put me up on there and uh, he even rigged it so he had his own brake and clutch pedal and taught me how to shift the gears and let the clutch out slowly and and drive that tractor and then by about age seven I was moving his pickup truck you know around the farm not not out on the roads but just around the farm if if he needed it moved from point a to point b because he was moving a tractor a piece of equipment and and then of course I was I was driving the big tractor and grain cart you know probably eight nine and ten years old probably by age ten by myself so you know I, I grew up just in that environment of not being afraid to learn how things work and how to operate them and so I guess it was just a part of what we did as a family and and I never really thought about it as is this you know something I I am doing because I'm female or something I wouldn't do because I'm female I, I never really thought of it that way it was just a part of our lives and our family Tell us a little bit about, you know, Kinsey Manufacturing and, you know, I, probably most of the listeners to our podcast you know, know know about Kinsey, but for the uninitiated, you know, how how do you describe your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think as far as if I were telling someone that didn't know anything about Kinsey, who we are and what we do, um, I would tell them that we're a, a, a manufacturer of row crop planters, grain carts, and high-speed tillage in the agricultural industry. We've got about 650 employees worldwide. Our our headquarters are in Williamsburg, Iowa, and then we've got factory and offices in Vilnius, Lithuania that serves our Europe, Eastern Europe, and Russia customers. We're a family-owned business, and I'm the second generation involved in the family business. And, you know, I think... As far as what defines who we are, our culture, those are defined by our core values. And back in the 90s, one one of the guys that came to work for my dad in management and had worked for him a number of years said, you know, John and Marsha, there's some really unique things about Kinsey and the culture and the, the company and the people and the way you found the business. And it'd be really great if you guys were able to write down on paper and and define what you would call our our values or our core values. So my parents went on a family vacation that year to, uh, I believe, Florida, and and they drove their motor home. And so they they talked a lot about that. And my dad drove and my mom wrote, and they came up with uh, five core values that they felt really were how they started the business. And what continues to define us and what should continue to to define us, you know, as as we move forth so long as we own it as a family. And those are integrity, customer focus, excellence, innovation, and mutual respect. And, you know, I, I think something that's interesting about those values is, you know, a lot of companies will create values and put them on the website and post them for all to see when they come and visit. But you might go visit a company and you say, well, I don't really see this modeled anywhere here, but those are nice words on paper. And I think one thing that's really always very um, rewarding for me and and for us as a family is when when we have people come to Kinsey, you know, we have many interview candidates that will come here and interview. And before they leave, you know, they will say, hey, these core values that 
I learned about today, this was modeled in all the people that I interacted with. And I think it's really cool that you guys live these values and they're not just nice words on a paper. So that it's really rewarding to hear that when someone comes to Kinsey and says, I have seen this in how people operate and it's something that we instill in all of our people that, you know, this is how we want them to do business, you know, so long as they're working for Kinsey and, um, you know, obviously, if you don't have integrity, then nothing else matters, right? Because, you know, you're not trusted, um, and there's all kinds of things that happen when, once integrity is lost. So that's that's been something that's always been very important to us as a family. Um, from a values standpoint, you know, I was raised um, where our faith in God was the foundation of our values, and the values like honesty and hard work ethic, treating others with respect, having a positive attitude and, and having urgency to get things done and bring things to completion, you know, things like that were just part of the values of, of uh, who my parents were as a family and, um, and, and how we were taught to be. So, you know, again, that, that feeds right into the business is we've got to have integrity in, in all that we do. And then as you look at what got my dad in the business, um, it was really understanding what challenges does a farmer have in the field? What what problem needs solved or fixed, and how can we do things better? And that was that emphasis on customer focus, the customer coming in saying, I have this problem or this frustration. I wish I could do X, Y, Z, but there's nothing out there that will do X, Y, Z. And, you know, that resulting in, you know, the grain cart with large flotation tires that, Kinsey is known for having the first in the industry. And, and today, you all the grain carts in the market have essentially copied that design. You know, you look at excellence. When If, if you were to come and visit us here at Kinsey and, and tour to our innovation center, to our offices, to our factory, I think um, you would see, and, and people often comment, just the excellence they see not only in the construction of the buildings, you know, like our innovation center, we we constructed that ourselves. We made the large open span beams and columns and uh, rolled the siding uh, for it. And then when we added on to it, we added uh, kind of some stone, stone and nicer looking fascia on the outside. But the core of that building, you know, we constructed ourselves and we made the great big steel beams. And if you were to come and walk through our office while we didn't fabricate our office, we, we kind of repeated that type of um, steel beam column structure, that open structure you can see throughout the building. And again, just who is, it's part of who we are as, as manufacturers of heavy equipment, you know, made out of metal. And as you walk through the factory, seeing that things have a place and order and organization, you know, we don't always do that well, but for the most part, we try to keep it neat and orderly so things go back where they belong, things can be found, that sort of thing. So that, you know, that's just that excellence that, kind of permeates not only who we are organizationally, but in the product we build. You know, we build products that are known for their durability and for their excellence. And then, of course, innovation, you know, the the uh, creativity and ideas and patents that, that we've had in our products. I think that's been very evident over the years. Um, and then that last one, mutual respect, you know, just really uh, respecting other people. And, and I think that's one thing that makes our company so great is, you know, we don't get really hung up on titles here at Kinsey. I mean, we have to have them structurally, but, you know, my dad, if you were to meet him in public on the street, you'd just think he was a normal farmer, like, you know, other farmers you meet that are just really great, friendly people. And, 
you know, he, he's a man that's obviously a business owner and created this, this great business that, that we have. But you wouldn't necessarily know that when you first meet him because, I mean, he's just a common down-to-earth person, drives a, drives a Chevy pickup truck, you know, very just, just like any farmer you'd see. So um, I think that, too, with our organization is, I mean, we as owners, we're not afraid to roll up our sleeves and work alongside our people, and, and every position is important from the janitor to the executive level. And so we, we really try to reinforce throughout that no one person is more important than another. It takes all of us working together to make a great product and to do what we do. So I think, you know, as, as we look at you, I guess back to the original question you asked, who is Kinsey and what defines us? I think that's a really important part, those five core values of our culture and who we are and how we do business. And then, you know, there's the obvious part of, yes, we make product, but I think that's what uniquely differentiates us or those values because you see that even in the product and and how we uh, interact with farmers in the marketplace. We're not afraid to talk to farmers and we love to have farmers come here and visit us and get get their ideas and understand what isn't working too. You know, it's important to know what frustrates them about our product, what doesn't work like they think it should because we want to take that feedback and make it better as a result. And it's that ongoing uh, feedback that we need to have as we design and build product. So, Suzanne, I, I guess thinking about the growth of your organization, you know, you've had a lot of success and company continues to grow and, and with growth comes, you know, uh, acquiring talent and acquiring, you know, employees. Are you seeing, I guess, compared to, you know, years past, are you seeing more females interested in, you know, the equipment business? Uh, I know on our side of the business, we are, and it's a, it's, uh, I think, a, a welcome change that from years past, I guess I'm curious to know if you're seeing that in the equipment side as well. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that would be a true statement to some degree. I mean, we've, in the office, we've always had female employees. Obviously, we've grown a lot over the years. But, you know, even out in manufacturing, we have more and more female employees, which is interesting, too, because, you know, years ago, and, and I don't know, it, as far as just comparing our company with others we toured, there were a lot of manufacturing companies where you, you know, they weren't friendly work environments for women, and you had a lot of crazy things go on, maybe with employees that shouldn't have with uh, just, you know, maybe some not respecting women like they should. And I, I know one thing about Kinsey that has been true, you know, ever ever since we've had the business is my dad's always made it very clear, especially, you know, out in the in the factory that it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, or or what uh, race or nationality background you have, we all need to be treated with respect and uh, that we weren't going to have any tolerance for any any kind of, you know, negativity of one person negatively treating or calling another person, you know, name name calling, that sort of thing. So, um, and, and he's, you know, years ago used to tour places and you'd see girly type calendars that were demeaning to women. And my dad always said, you know, we aren't going to have any of that in our factory. It's going to be a, a place where people are comfortable to come through no matter who they are, what their background is. So I think for us, you know, and as a manufacturing environment 
maybe has become more female friendly over the years too. We're seeing more and more women apply even to work out in the factory uh, for some of the various jobs we have. And then, at, you know, as we look at different interns, um, we have a lot of interns, especially in our engineering group. And, you know, over the years, we've we've had some female engineers come through the, the uh, rotation too, which is neat to see. So I think, you know, it, it's becoming more prevalent that agriculture is a, a friendly place for women when it was maybe thought as more of a, a man's environment or world years ago. Um, so it's great to see, you know, more more women going into college careers that are agricultural related, you know, because they want to work in agriculture or they want to come back to the family farm. You know, I, I recently met a, a gal that has her own farming operation, you know, and, and uh, that that's more rare and unique. But again, it's great to see a uh, a young gal that says, hey, I want to, you know, carry on the family farm operation. And I'm going to run it, you know, as as a daughter of, uh, you know, my dad that had the farming operation before and, and the next generation. So that's cool to see when when you see the, the female run uh, farms as well, which which we're occasionally seeing now, too. So, Susie, you've you've lived it. You've worked it. Um, you've got experience. Um, what advice do you have for a young woman seeking a role in the ag industry these days? Yeah, I think, you know, I think for uh, a female going into the ag industry, one of the things that I've seen over the years that maybe hasn't, maybe has caused some friction as you look at, uh, you know, men versus women in ag is if, if a female comes in insecure, know-it-all, not respecting others, you know, then that's obviously going to create tension with anybody you work with. But um, I, I, I would say what I've seen in the past when there's been tensions because someone is a female, it is more because there's a maybe an attitude of whatever, you know, insecurity or, or whatever. So, you know, my advice is, and what's, what's always worked for me is I've, I don't really think of myself as, okay, I'm a female in ag. I mean, I just think of myself as a fellow human being working with other fellow human beings, you know, and it's not about necessarily, I mean, yes, I'm female, but am I in this role because I'm female? Well, no, I'm in this role because I love what I do and it's, it's what I grew up with. So I think for a woman entering ag, my advice would be what served me well is listening and learning from others and being respectful and just having a good can-do attitude. You know, I think those things really serve, serve us well. And of course, having, having integrity and no matter what we do, you know, like I said before, that's part of our core values. It's it, to have an individual mindset of integrity and, and how we operate and treat people because that, that creates trust in others and how they they work and relate with us so you know i think those things along with just a good hard work ethic because you know all of us in ag ag is hard work you know but it's fun and rewarding at the same time and so i think if you have have a good attitude and the good work ethic and respect others and have integrity i think those are the things that that will serve uh young females well entering the world of ag how do you keep a positive work balance? I think sometimes <laughs> we women are pulled in all directions. Yeah. We want to be the work, you know, the the great employee, the great wife, the great mom. Um, how do you keep all of those balls um, in the air successfully? Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely definitely a challenge, and I, I guess I'm I'm thankful that I was gifted with 
the ability to stay relatively organized and multitask. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my husband and I, we waited till we, we were married, um, oh, about 13 years before we had our first child because uh, we were both involved with our businesses. So we, we waited a, a little bit later in life to start having kids. And, you know, in, in those those early years of marriage when we were both growing our businesses, you know, it was more conducive to being able to work more hours, you know, that were needed at the time for where the businesses were at. But yet we still made time for each other, you know, and to do things and get away from work. But when I first came back to the company, you know, it, it, it wasn't unusual for me to put in 50, 60 hour weeks, you know, just both at the office and with things that, that I would be doing at home uh, after hours and on weekends. And, um, you know, there were times I would be back in here on the weekends. And so that, that was needed and, and very much something that I had to do those early years. Um, it, but again, you know, part of that work we did over the years and really bringing in the right leaders that can help carry on the vision and the mindset. Um, you know, we just got a great team of leaders in our company. And so now that we have two, two young children at home, uh, seven and five year old at home, um, it's really allowed for while I'm still involved in the business and we still have a farming operation and he still has his business. I don't have to work the horrendous hours con consistently like I used to. So it's, it's a much better balance. And, and, uh, you know, one of the things that was great when I was growing up is my parents always included my brother and I and whatever they were doing, you know, and, and we do the same with our girls. So when we're, when we do need to be out and about and doing things, um, you know, if I need to come out here on a Saturday, cause we're working some overtime in the factory, I'll, I'll sometimes bring them with me and they love to come, they love to come to the office and, and, uh, be out here when I'm out here. So we've, we've really immersed our girls too, and just doing whatever we're doing. And the important part is that we're, we're being together as a family and that, you know, I, I do have time that we just focus on, on them and put the work and the stuff aside. But I think, uh, I think as a whole, we do that pretty well. And uh, there's, there's always a lot of balls in the air in our household, but, you know, I always, my husband and I always joke to each other that, life wouldn't be fun and exciting if we didn't have a lot of balls in the air. And that's just something that we've just, we've been used to since day one of our marriage. And, you know, it was something different for my husband because he didn't grow up in a family business, but we dated five years before we married and, and he got used to being around my family and just the random, you know, you might think you're doing X, Y, Z on a weekend. And then all of a sudden plans might shift and, and you do something completely different, but he found that fun and exciting to just, you know, be doing different things and having a lot of variety and, and he loves that today. So I, I think that's a good thing. Otherwise probably would have driven him crazy, but you know, at the same time um, <laughs> you do have to be careful to balance things because it's, it's easy as a business owner to just be constantly thinking about the business and, and uh, that's not healthy either. It's important to, to focus on the business, but it's also important to focus on uh, the family time together. And, and we do try to balance that. So. Where do you love to get away? Where's like your peace and solitude, re-energizing? Re, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I, I do like to travel and we travel as a family and we go different places and uh, our girls like to go different places. And uh, probably one of the most relaxing things we do as a family is 
where where my husband and I live, we've got 600 acres of timber and farmland connected to our property, and uh, we've got ATVs and and so in the in the uh, warm weather months, we spend a lot of time outside, and um, you know our girls love to ride the ATVs with us, and we've got a whole bunch of trails that go through our timber, and um, I honestly you know, what I find the most relaxing, I used to find it more relaxing to just get away and, and go somewhere and uh, maybe more so when it was just my husband and I because it's, it's easier to travel with two maybe than four, even though our girls do travel well. Um, but I find it most relaxing to just be outdoors and go out, you know, in the timber and, you know, it's it's like just, you know, you're out in the country and you're out in nature and we've got farmland that surrounds that and, um and then, of course, you know, in the spring and fall, we're we're planting and harvesting and and uh, doing that, which our girls like to to ride along with that as well. But I find it most relaxing to when it's the weather's nice to be outdoors and in the fresh air. You know, whether we we do 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 a little gardening and seems like we've got always some different type of outdoor project that we're doing. But I find that most relaxing. And then in the winter months, when the Weather isn't as conducive to being outside. I'm an avid reader. I read a lot of different books, whether fiction or nonfiction. I have a variety of things that I like to read. So I, I spend more time with what little free time I have doing some reading in the winter months. And and then, you know, we just we enjoy being with people and friends. And uh, so we'll we'll kind of incorporate friends in whatever we're doing, too. So wide wide variety of things uh, we like to do some boating and and outdoor recreation that way. So I guess I would say if it if it involves nice weather and being outside, there's just a variety of things that that we enjoy doing. I think that's one of the beauties of being involved in agriculture. Um, you know, growing up, it's just a way of life, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not really something is so special or sometimes it's not so special you can't go and do what you want when the weather's right because you're in the field Mm -hmm. Um, but what I love is that it's family also Um, and you know being being the mom being the sister being the woman like we can include that family and you're you're not apart from each other so Mm -hmm. um, bringing your kids along I say train them early train them often right yeah that's (laughs) right that's right You know, so Suzanne Kinsey's got a great portfolio of, of different equipment. I guess just for fun, do you have a p- favorite piece of equipment? Yeah, that's a tough one because, you know, I I enjoy using all the equipment, you know, the, whether we're planting or harvesting or, or doing tillage. You know, tillage is kind of a somewhat mindless where you just, you know, not a lot to it. Of course, you know, planting has become pretty pretty efficient as well. There's just more to watch and pay attention to when you're planning, unlike tillage. So they each have kind of their different unique aspects. Probably one of my favorite seasons is fall. I've I've always enjoyed fall and harvest and, you know, just the, the weather and the colors of the changing leaves and, you know, being out in a in a combine or a tractor and grain cart in the fall. So that's a tough one because I enjoy using all the equipment. You know, planting is probably the most rewarding because, you know, you get to see once you've once you planted the crop, seeing it emerge and the beautiful crop as it's growing is, is really rewarding. But at the same time, it's also rewarding to, to see it come out of the field in the fall and, and know that you've got a good harvest and getting ready for the next year. So for those tuned in, we've been listening to Susie Veach, president and chief marketing officer of Kinsey Manufacturing.
She's been telling us about her path as a woman in agriculture. Susie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great talking with you both. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue our celebration of women in ag. On our next episode, we'll talk with Mackenzie Gettler. She's a high school FFA advisor whose expertise helps develop and guide the next generation of women in ag. And to never miss an episode, subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. To learn more about Stein and its elite corn and soybean genetics, visit steinseed.com.